Design it, craft it, smith it, stitch it, tool it, and pick it. We do it all. This is Bespokelahoma. Musical intro by Allie Harder and Pig Sly Shop out of Oklahoma City. Welcome to this snowy evening's episode of Bespoke Oklahoma, broadcasting as always out of the Traditions Leathercraft Studio, 7500 West Reno, Suite 200 in Oklahoma City. Be sure to swing by and check out the odd lots that Casey has recently gotten in, as well as still just the biggest, baddest selection of hair on cowhide rugs that you could possibly ever come across uh some classes coming up some events coming up uh not this weekend but next february the 12th uh the oklahoma chisholm trail leather guild and traditions leather craft are hosting a leather crafters swap meet starting at 1 p.m at traditions leather craft uh, bring your your scrap bins, your hides you'll never use, uh, tools, <laughs> or bring your pocketbook because there's going to be all sorts of good stuff uh, at the Leather Crafter Swap Meet, February 12th at 1 p.m. And a little update uh, on the Jim Linnell class of L-Track Studios. Uh, it was scheduled to be in March, and that class has been moved to April 2nd and 3rd. Jim Linnell will be teaching tooling, embossing, and coloring a scissor tail fly catcher. Uh, class is from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. both days, I believe. Uh, class fee is $200. Make your reservation soon. Um, payment must be received by February 28th to secure your spot. And that, uh, that can be arranged through... Uh, anyone with the Chisholm Trail Leather Guild. And that's the deets. Awesome. I had a PSA, but I forgot what it was. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So it, it's not necessarily PSA. It's just something I caught myself doing yesterday. So I got the Cobra, class 26. Love it. Awesome. I'm still getting used to it. And, uh, you know how whenever like you're listening to music and you're driving around and you go to the ATM and you turn your music down or like if you're looking for trying to get somewhere and you turn the music down to see better. Yes. Well, I caught myself looking at the Bob and I was like, Oh no, I'm almost out. I better hurry up and sew through this really quick. <laughs> like, like me sewing through it really fast was going to, you know, save, any thread at that bobbin. You gotta beat the end of the bobbin. Yeah. So, just wanted to start just to... Oh, that, gotta love that, those good brain farts. Yeah, those are... That, that's what my mind goes through when I'm here in the shop all by myself all day. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have anything else? That is all that I have. Um, I'm sure that Casey probably has February classes up on the board, but I don't have the full February class list. Yeah, and I'm not a third night, so uh, I can't sneak out and look. So nobody's we'll out and about tonight, man. Right, we'll have to uh, update that list next week. Um, oh, and 
Also, by the way, I may not be on the show next week because my youngest daughter is testing to get her green belt in karate. Nice. Not 100% sure if I'm going to be able to get done with that and then get back in time to do the show. So it might just be Melissa doing it solo with a guest. Or just me just pontificating for an hour. We'll see what happens. We want subscribers. We don't want to lose. (laughs) (laughs) Who do we have tonight? We have John Baker of J and A Leatherwork. How's it going tonight, John? Oh, it's going good. Just trying to stay warm. (laughs) I bet you're pretty glad you don't have to work tonight. Well, that is uh, possibly. It just depends on how bad the weather gets. Yeah, because aren't you a lineman? Yes, sir. I'm going through an apprenticeship program right now, but still do all the lineman duties. Goodness. Yeah, yeah this is definitely the kind of evenings that we uh, we appreciate our linemen. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get enough love. Of course, I'm up in the trees. Now, where are you at, John? So I'm in a, in a small town called Rush Springs, Oklahoma. Okay. About an hour south of uh, OKC. Okay. That's where they grow the good watermelons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got a big sign that says watermelon capital of the world. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Well, that's what they, you know, that's what they say. I that's think every sandy soil has a sign that says that. <laughs> yeah, I think I've lived in a couple of those. <laughs> So, uh, so obviously, you said you're you're a lineman, so you don't do leather work full time. How long have you been doing it? Well, so uh, I'm one of the the shorter term guys. I've I've been doing leather for oh just a, just a bit over a year now. So I'm gonna say you are a natural at oh, tooling. Yeah. My goodness, John. <laughs> well just, i, I just picked you. that up and ran didn't you yeah yeah i uh kind of i've always been kind of artistic you know i've always loved to draw uh you know ever since i was little um had a dream to be a tattoo artist one day because that's what my dad did. um and just uh just always been pretty good with anything art wise so that answers my next question. Then you draw your own patterns. I'm guessing. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, I, I do. I do now. Um, and I didn't start drawing my own patterns up until oh a few months ago. Um, I I got tired of uh, you know just feeling like I was copying somebody else's work because I know that I can draw. Mm. So <laughs> you know it just uh, it just got to the point where it was like well it's time to you know, it's time to start drawing my own patterns. And um, I have a, a guy who's pushed me a whole bunch. His name is Price Reynolds. Um, and they he has a Facebook page called Reynolds Leather Patterns. Um, by far one of the biggest encouragers that I, that I personally have in my corner. Uh, he's, you know, constantly telling me draw, 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 draw all the time. So he's got me, he's got me drawing a lot. So Yes, I yes, ma'am. I do. Uh, I do draw my own patterns. So, how did you make that transition from 
using other people's patterns to drawing your own aside from just lots of practice obviously but did you take any courses or did you kind of already have a feel for flow from from other patterns well so uh figuring out the flow on everything oh man that was uh that was difficult because you know i can uh i can look at something and draw it you know i there was a time when i didn't draw for two years and i looked at uh had a picture of my dog that passed and i just sat there one evening and just started drawing her and um you know i mean it was almost identical to the photo and uh but this stuff the floral the you know the more western style carving i cannot do that I can't just look at it and draw it. So um, what I would actually do is I, uh, I would start looking, um, you know, for courses that I could take. So one of the courses that I found was uh, Joe Melling out of Oregon with 23 plus leatherwork. He does awesome work. Oh yeah. Beautiful work. Um, What I really admire about his stuff is it's super soft. So there's not like a whole lot of Boehner tools that are used. There's not, um, it's really just a lot of shading and decorative cuts. And he does just, I mean, it, it's amazing. It's just beautiful what he does. It's not gaudy or anything like that. Um, so I really started adhering to his kind of, you know, style that he has. And then, um, of course, uh, Jim Linnell. So I really, really love Jim Linnell. Jim Linnell. He's just, he's a wonderful guy, wonderful teacher and a master at this trade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually went down to Texas and took a private class with him um, to tool uh, because, oh, wow. you know, I don't know what I was, uh, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that, okay, well, here's this Amazon kit and, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, didn't know that you had to sharpen the knife. Didn't know that, um, didn't even know what a swivel knife was. I was like, well, that maybe this is how this goes. And, uh, didn't know how to case, you know, I didn't know anything. And, uh, so I went down there and, uh, got that class from him and, and, you know, he was explaining, uh, elements about the, you know, the artwork. And, uh, so anyway, so then, like I said, I, I jumped on Joe Milling's course and, you know, took that drawing course that he has available and pretty much from there just uh, just started practice and practice and practice. Got a sketchbook full of stuff, I'm sure. I think I've got three right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so to, do, to do artwork is mind-blowing to me. That is just just an extra level of the craft, in my opinion. So, without giving too many details, you know, so what comes with one of those courses? Like, or do you just buy it and you get a link and it's like a private YouTube lesson? Or, like, how, how do those work? So, um, the one, the Joe Millings that, that I uh, had started with, um, he actually has a deal called the Leather Life Classroom. And it is, uh, you know, you can find that on Google and um, go through all that. But he actually has um, the courses there. Now, the other cool thing about Joe is he does a monthly, um, it's a uh, monthly 
class lesson. So he'll, he'll actually take a whole project uh, once a month and walk you through the entire thing, uh, you know, just to kind of give people ideas and stuff like that. It's, it's really neat. But um, so in his drawing class, uh, you know, he starts out with the basics, you know, what, how the flow is, is initially structured, um, you know, talks about how to, you know, space fillers and, you know, just stuff like that, a, a, a bunch of very useful information. That's awesome. I, I've, I've been considering um, taking a cut one or a couple of drawing classes because, uh, you know, I, I can modify different things, but like sitting down and going start to finish from scratch, like, from scratch is like it starts off looking good. <laughs> and then uh, I think my four-year-old would probably do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like one thing that I've noticed about, um, you know, just pattern making, and it's not even so much pattern making as it is uh, just putting lead to paper. Um, you know, I, I when I, when I when I sit down to draw, I don't really draw with a purpose in mind. Um, I just start drawing something. Like there's been several times that me and my wife will be in mid conversation and a certain element about power will pop up in my mind. And when it pops up in my mind, I run to my sketch. I tell my wife one second, run to my sketchbook and I start drawing this flower that I can see in my head um, or a cantus leaf or, you know, certain scroll work or, you know, and so most of the time I'm not even drawing with a purpose. I just, I get down, I draw, you know, a border, uh, um, you know, something. And then I just go wild with it and just lay out my structure and, and just start adding stuff. See, and I feel like to get to the point, because like I said, I, I, your tooling is, is fantastic, especially for as long as you've been doing it. And I think that some of that and a lot of that definitely comes kind of with that obsession factor of the craft mm -hmm. of, like you said, honey, give me a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, that's, so that's a lot of fun. <laughs> I like that. Now you have, uh, how'd you come up with your business name? Cause it's J and A. Uh, yeah. So, um, I'm a, I'm, so I'm a Christian and a, a very devout Christian. And I believe that, um, you know, God designed man and woman, you know, to be together through all things. So uh, my wife, you know, that's my partner. That's my partner for life. And, and anything that I'm involved with, she is as well. So um, especially with it being our business, you know, I don't, I don't, nothing of mine is just mine. Nothing of hers is just hers. And um, so anything that we have, it's J and A, which is my wife's name, Ashlyn. So uh, we, we're, you know, just like our ranch name is J&A Ranch. So our brand has a J&A, or it's Baker Cattle Co., but uh, our brand is J-A. So, I mean, it's just just kind of a, that, that thing that my wife and I do. So now on the podcast, we talk a lot about how not just leather craft, but many of our crafts 
uh, require very supportive spouses, especially in the beginning. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing that you've got that portion of the craft tag down. Let me tell you what. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna give you a visual walkthrough of my house right now. <laughs> so my shop is not insulated, and that's where my sewing machine is. That's where that's where everything's at. Well, now. So as, as you all know, I, I tool and I tool a lot. So all of my probably 300 tools, all my, everything's inside, everything minus the sewing machine, all the leather, everything is in the house. So, oh. um, yeah, <laughs> so, like my dining room table right now is, it looks like a tornado hit it just <laughs> everywhere my my uh, living room table has got i mean it's just it's ridiculous and my wife my <laughs> my amazing wife she just yeah i know but i've gotten used to it and 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 it's okay uh she is uh by far been my number one supporter through all this and and i i absolutely cannot thank her enough for that now certainly you've made her something by now yeah, she's gotten two things. So she got one of the the early belts that I'd done. This was back before I did any kind of tooling and just done uh, geometric stamping. So um, she's got uh, one of my earlier belts that I made her, and um, and then I made her a little uh, pad folio for our cattle. So uh, she gets to sport around those two things, but that's uh, that's all I've had time to make her. Ugh. absolutely she's got a purse coming up though <laughs> i keep saying that i'm gonna build myself one too but i don't think it's gonna happen uh side note before i forget um are you related to cade baker no sir the uh the the only bakers i'm really related to are uh, ones in blanchard and the rest are just kind of spread out so so another thing that I love about your tooling is you've got some excellent color work. You've got some really dark darks uh, contrasting with some really bright brights. Is color work something that was a part of those classes or is that something you kind of picked up on your own along the way? So as far as the, uh, the color wise, um, you know, I'm more of, I like more of the, uh, the, like you said, the darker colors contrasting with the lighter colors. So that natural, you know, finish to me is just, it's so appealing. Um, I think you get a lot more, oh, uh, a lot more detail shows than just the natural, you know, tool artwork. Um, yeah. As far as the classes go, uh, I didn't have any kind of finished work. Uh, classes it was uh the two classes i've been to have been strictly tooling and both of those were jim linnell um so the finish work as far as the total finish work you know as far as what antiques and and paint uh, right in in the process that i go through um i picked uh, there's a man in michigan his name is doug monroe uh, he's been doing leather work for, oh, man, uh, I think he said 40, 40 or 50 years. 
he's been doing a long time. Um, and he kind of helped me as far as, you know, to how to clean up that natural leather when you get that antique and when you get, you know, how to seal it and, um, stuff like that. But as far as, uh, you know, actual color tones and stuff, that's, you know, that was kind of, I'll, I'll pick stuff up from other leather workers, just their work mm-hmm. off their social medias and stuff like that. And, um, you know, if I like it, I, I ask them what they use. They tell me and I use it. So you bet. Yeah. That's, that's always nice about, you know, we brag on the leather community all the time about how sharing and giving everybody is with the majority of processes and, and things like that. That's awesome. Oh, it's, a, it's a total blessing. I, I was talking with somebody the other night that um, it's another leather worker, uh, lightning leather. Um, I'm, I cannot remember his name, but anyway, um, we were going over that and I was telling him, I said, I have met some of the greatest people through let it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, (laughs) I just can't, I can't get over how many friends that I've, I've made that I actually talk to on a daily basis. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, we, we have a pretty awesome community. And like, it all starts with Casey. <laughs> Is he? He, you know, he was. He makes those... a lot of connections. Oh yeah, yeah. I th- I think the first couple of leather, like I'd been in it for a few years, and the first couple of leather workers I met were uh, Randy Bradley and uh, Jeff. Ah, uh, Jeff. I forgot his last. Uh, Ellis. Jeff Ellis. And before then, I didn't know anybody else. And then finally met Casey. And then it's like, it's even though we're all doing the same thing and, you know, doing it because we love it and also because it's good money. Like, all these people are like family. 100%. I, uh, you know, I, I met Casey. How did I even, I don't even know how I found traditions, honestly. Magazine. Yeah, because you're probably a little bit of a trek from traditions, aren't you? Uh, just an hour, which really oh, isn't ain't too bad. No, um, I, I actually I was I, I so I remember now it was through uh, what was that magazine called the the Leather Crafters Journal or um, oh I, I forget, but anyway I'd seen leather gills and oh. I went looking for Oklahoma and I found Oklahoma's and I called, uh, I forgot who our secretary was, uh, John, John, John something anyway. Uh, and then that's how I ended up finding traditions. And then I built some amazing relationships, uh, there at traditions, Casey, Glenn, Tony, you know, all them, they're, they're fantastic people. I just met Dustin for the first time the other day. So <laughs> <laughs> did you? Yeah. yeah uh, after y'all did that Oakley class, you left your piece up there, and I uh, came up there, and I was like, man, did, did, who left this? Who did this one? And everybody had been talking about John Baker, John Baker. I'm like, I haven't met him yet. They're like, oh, he's he, he's a, a electrician kid or something. And I'm like, all right. And then finally, <laughs> one day, walked in, and like, I, I looked, and I was like, I think I know him. and But I've never seen you before besides on Facebook. Yeah. And we got to talk. I was like, oh, oh, John. Okay. I know who you are. All right. Cool. Yeah. And it's, 
It's awesome. Yeah, when I had a when I had a when I went up there that day and oh, I, I'd seen you working working with Casey on those uh, uh, arm guards. Yes, and uh, I honestly had no idea who you were till I shook your hand. You said your name, and I was like, "Oh man, it's finally it's nice to finally meet you." I, I've been <laughs> Everybody always talks about you, and I was just like, I, I've got to meet him at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that day I started off, oh, man, I, I would really like to make an arm guard. You know, I don't make very much archery stuff. By the time mm -hmm. I was done helping Casey with those arm guards, I was cool with not making another one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and that's like my least favorite part about leather work, and, 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 it, and I hate saying this. But it's the construction. I hate the construction process on leather. See, it's too funny because I'm the exact opposite. I spent years and years and years building before I ever. Now, I will say this. I am not like art, drawing artistic at all. Like at <laughs> all. Um, I can trace like the Dickens. Um, but so it took me probably, I don't know, six, seven years of doing builds before I even ventured into the realm of carving. And I actually found some of my first tooling. I didn't even know you were supposed to bevel. I didn't know squat. And I found the first <laughs> collar that I had made for my dog. And it is just horrible like I mean you can't even tell what it you can't even tell that it used to have her name on it and you know like all the paint came off it's just a nightmare and so I, I think it's funny that there are some people that hate the build not hate but but kind of labor over the build because like I said that's all I did for years because I was so intimidated by the tooling and everything See, and I'm the I'm the opposite there. I I'm I'm intimidated by the construction, you know, and it's and and I mean it's it goes that's from a, you know, and that's why I love doing belts because all you do is punch a couple holes, slap a liner on there, sew it up, and it's done. Mm -hmm. um, you know, versus oh, I'm getting ready to do a purse, and um, I've done some other stuff that's like. Oh, I just, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. This is, this is, <laughs> this is too much. Yes. You know, it's kind of like working on an engine. There's just too many parts to this. And I just, if I could just, you know, if I could just take a, a design, tool it up and sell it for what I can sell a belt for, I'd do it all day. But that's I know just some not folks do make pretty good money on patterns. And, 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 you know, and I've actually, uh, uh, started that I um, uh, I put my first belt pattern pack on Etsy um, and you know and, it, and it's doing okay you know I just don't have that uh, oh what's the word I'm looking for um, I guess name I don't have the name built yet uh, right you know a bunch of cells on that but it's uh, it's definitely an up-and-coming thing that I'm that I'm gonna start doing a whole lot more of and uh, just because, you know, it, that that is the part of the leather work that I love. I love tooling. I, I, that's that's by far my absolute, you know, uh, love and passion for leather work is is the tooling. Mm. And speaking about the like 
you know, not having the name yet, it's it's really hard to get out there unless you come up with something that's completely off the wall and different. It's hard to get your name out there, and like Etsy's hard to do. We I, I don't know how many times we've talked about Etsy on the show. We have we have struggled over Etsy. Yeah. A and, lot. <laughs> and, like, I have troubles sell, getting stuff sold on there. But, like, Allie, uh, she's a rock star at she it. She kills it on Etsy. Yeah. And then, like, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll make the best damn wallet I've ever made. And I, I just yeah, it's one of those where you sit back and, and you're like, this is the best one I've done so far. Mm-hmm. And you'll post it and maybe get a couple of likes and then it goes quiet. But then there's other people. I'm not going to name names, but if y'all follow people on Instagram, you'll know who this is. They'll have a pillow that they tool a piece of leather and sew it onto the pillow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and like is, yeah. 3,000 likes on Instagram. Uh-huh. My goodness. Sell it, yes. Sell it the pillow for 350 bucks in 10 oh. minutes. 10 minutes sold out. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I, I, and, and that's what I've told, I've told several people and I'm not a, you know, I'm not a boastful person, but you know, there's some people with a following of like 15,000 people mm-hmm. and, you know, and they've probably been doing leather work for, you know, 10 plus years. You know, I don't, I don't know their backstory, but um, I look at their tooling compared to my tooling and, you know, I'm like, man, I'm, I feel like my work's, you know, quite a bit cleaner than that. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's just more detailed. And, and then, you know, and, and they're over there selling, you know, I mean, they can't, they can't keep anything on the shelf. And I'm over here like, man, yeah. I, I wonder, you know, it's just one of them deals. I'm, I just don't understand it. It's it they it a can be frustrating. TikTok. Well, that's it. And, you know, Allie said on the podcast that she felt like she kind of got lucky with the crock straps and that yeah. thing just because I've noticed, I will say not to brag or anything, but I told you that I got that one sale on Etsy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, interestingly enough, though, since then, um, I got a little bit of traffic uptick after that first sale. Mm-hmm. Well, then the gal hit me up and made a second order. And after I did that second one, I had a 7,000% increase in traffic on my Etsy page almost wow. immediately. Yeah. Did you get, did you get any sales through the traffic? Well, no, I didn't have squat on my Etsy page oh. to speak of. I mean, I had a couple of things, but I didn't have, you know, I'm kind of thinking, well, shoot, you know, if I'd have realized it was going to be this you know, bombshell of, of an increase in traffic, I would have put a couple more things up on the Etsy shop, you know, but as I've said many times, social media is just not always my friend. The internet is not always my friend. And I tell you what, if we, if we could make sales based on the merit of our skill, I think I'd be a lot happier, but unfortunately that's just not quite the way it works. Or if the social medias would stop, uh, funneling all yeah. our posts. Yeah, John, are you a social media er man? Yeah, so I've got I've got yeah. Facebook, I've got Instagram, and I just and and I've dreaded it and dreaded it and dreaded <laughs> it, but I finally 
uh, installed TikTok, which you I got do the not, TikTok. Do not like it, not one bit. Um, the only time that app ever gets opened up is when I go to post a video and then it goes it it goes to sleep. That is a just a filthy little app. But, oh, and it is a time suck too. You can get wrapped up into it, and that's that's how I actually used to not have a Facebook even. Uh, just due to the sheer amount of time that you can kill on these platforms. It sounds, from what I've heard, that TikTok has like maximized the algorithms to suck you in as deep as possible, which I guess is good for someone trying to use it to market things, but um, for somebody who has orders that need to be fulfilled, it's not. It's not <laughs> good. <laughs> well, I agree so have- 100%. Have you had any success uh, in online marketing? Do you have any any successes to share there? Or any catastrophic failures even? Anything that you've gleaned from media marketing? So uh, as far as, uh, you know, success, I was, uh, oh, I think the other day. So I, and I was actually speaking with Tony about this was through Facebook. So uh, Facebook is a blessing. But it, it can also hinder you as well. Like you were just saying, it's a total time sucker. Um, but uh, the other day I posted, I had an order to do a holster and a matching money clip wallet. And I say the other day, this was a couple weeks ago. So I told them both up and, and mind you, I, I despise holsters. So I was uh, dragging my feet on that. But got it all finished up. And it was, you know, kind of the same thing as the rest of my work is a, you know, it was a Cordovan, uh, you know, outer part border uh, and then natural tooling. Uh, but anyway, so finished that all up and posted it on Instagram. Well, they're not Instagram, Facebook. And, you know, Facebook has that option to boost the post. So they'll throw your, you know, post out there. Anyway, so I yeah. boosted and I was at about 680 followers on my Facebook. And I'm like, you know, well, maybe this boost will, you know, it'll get it up there. That specific post reached 1,400 likes or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever they call it, interactions. Um, and it was it was amazing. I mean, you know, and the numbers kept growing and growing and growing. And, and I was I was just amazed that, you know, this thing was at fourteen hundred, you know, likes, hearts, you know, whatever it is. And I forget how many comments were on there. It was it was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but that was probably the best success I've ever had. And then through that thirty dollar ad that I ran, I made it. That's to- what I was going to ask was what you spent on the boost. Yeah, it was just thirty dollars, you know, and I and I sold that pair. I think, I think I sold that pair for close to four hundred. Um, and so you know, thirty bucks. That's you know, still three hundred and seven. You know, and I mean, you know, all the math there. But anyway, so I think I as far as the following that I gained, I went from six hundred to eleven hundred in a matter of six days. My goodness. So that was a very successful boost then. Oh, yeah. Yes. For a second, I thought you were going to end it with, and then Facebook took it down because it had a <laughs> gun in it. <laughs> well, uh, I don't, well, I think I used Holster 
I think is the, is the word that I use there. And uh, it's just like my rifle slings I posted. I put utility strap. <laughs> so, oh, good call. But that's my probably favorite the one is, that, My favorite one in the leather community is when people get their chinks pulled off the pages. Oh, because... Because apparently Facebook thinks that Chinks is a reference to a racial, um, oh, okay, derogatory racial term. So people space out the letters in Chinks so that their their posts don't get pulled. Well, they're even going as far as uh, taking those down too. I have a buddy who does a uh, giveaway, or not a giveaway, but it's a raffle page. And you know, you're not allowed to sell any kind of guns or knives or anything like that through Facebook. And uh, he'll actually raffle off guns. Well, you know, he would <laughs> he would go as far as putting a nine, like some kind of apostrophe M. Yeah. <laughs> still take it down. Code talking on Facebook just so stuff doesn't get taken down. Like well, Morse code. I, yeah. I, I heard from uh, Josh, Josh Culver, you know, JC Creations. We had yeah. him on. Um, he said you have to worry about the same stuff with I, I don't know if it was both PayPal and Venmo or one or the other. Uh, he said somebody he knew who was a knife maker uh, had his customer send him the payment for the knife through PayPal. And the customer said, for custom knife. Oh, no. And for, I forgot what the reason was, was but they held on to the money. Like, because it was for weapons or something. For like weapons. That. I don't. Gosh. I actually never checked in to see if he got the money back because I didn't know the person. But uh, yeah, it's kind of getting a little bit uh, ridiculous. Well, and that's why you know I think um, like flea markets and and trade shows. John, do you do any any events or anything with your leather business? Not at the moment, but we are definitely working our way up to that. Got to build inventory, which can be tree. I've been threatening to build inventory for months, and I just keep taking custom orders. So I am no one to talk on this. Oh, yeah. I told my wife uh, last year because Christmas got a little hectic. That was, I mean, it was a nail biter for me to get everything done. And I told my wife, I said, once this is done, I'm taking a couple days off. And, um, uh, from leather and then I'll jump back into it but I said we're doing more inventory than we are custom orders this year and that has not taken place <laughs> that has not that was determined to be a lie so far unfortunately yeah that's that's what my dad's been razzing me he's like so how's that inventory coming I'm like I got two more customs I have no idea I have nothing <laughs> so so I'm not gonna bra- well I'm gonna brag a little brag bit. a little uh I have actually not taken any customs for the month of January. So, so Dustin made a pact with himself. Yeah. Uh, at the turn of the new year, this was his new year, new me. Was that he wasn't going <laughs> to do any more custom orders? Well, I wasn't going to do, not going to do any more. I was just going to take a couple of months off. Cause, take you know, a I've, break. I've got three stores to stock and uh, Etsy website. I, I just. Christmas, I, I got all the Christmas orders done, 
and to the people before Christmas, but I still had a batch of people that they were told you're not having your stuff by Christmas and they were completely cool with it. So I, even after Christmas, I was still busting ass to get all these orders done. And, uh, I was just the, the one of the, actually the last two customers, uh, made me a little mad and that was kind of the fuel of like one bad apple ruins the bunch for done with customs for a bit months so yeah uh yeah i've declined several offers (laughs) (laughs) it's gotta feel good so john do you mostly do do you pretty much exclusively do um custom work then uh, yeah, so uh, at, at the moment, it's it's strictly custom work, and you know, and I'm kind of I kind of have the same mentality that that Dustin does. There is, you know, I, I absolutely love my customers. I I, I do, and I, I appreciate them because they're what keeps me, you know, uh, you know, in business. I guess is the way to put it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and 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 I built some personal relationships with them, and 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 they're great people. Um, but some of them, you know, it's, it's just like Dustin said, there is, is it takes one bad apple to kind of ruin that flow of, uh, you know, well, Hey, look, this is the way that I make my belts. Um, this is the type of tooling that I do. And this is what I charge. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that style. I, I want my belt this way, or I want my wallet this way. Well, you know, and you're telling them, well, it's not really the way that I do it, it you know, and there's plenty of makers out there who do it the way that you're asking mm. well they and, and then they go on and, and and eventually just becomes one of those deals it's like look you can either take the order or you can't and um you know so and i've kind of gotten to that point to where you know people don't understand that this this is handmade stuff i, I i'm not this isn't a production line yeah um you know it's not it's not something where you know, old Joe, you know, about 10 feet away, you know, putting this design in and it goes to this person and they, they, sort of, you know, and they, it's a one man show and, uh, you know, minus my wife doing the paint work and, uh, you know, people just don't, some customers just don't understand that, you know, look, that's not the way that I do it. And they think they take the word custom a little too far. <laughs> That's definitely a growing pain that I've gone through. And I think I've probably even talked about it on this show, but I find myself with every project, I'm making a new pattern. I mean, it just the, the R and D and the pattern making the time that that consumes alone, you know, it kind of drains eventually. And so I think to get any kind of, any kind of, uh, sustainable, you've got to, you've got to find your voice and that ability to say no, but it's tough because yeah. all the projects are fun and you know, you, the money that you get for said projects is nice, but uh, you definitely have to know your limitations at some point. Yeah. And we and go ahead, Dustin. Uh, I was going to go back to what John said about, you know, the customers not, you know, respecting the way you do things like when I was still on the fence about not taking any more custom orders for a while, the deciding factor was actually the very last customer. I ha- like I met them in person, handed them their item, 
and they loved it. And then they go, so when can I, uh, can I go ahead and order one more thing from you? And I said, no, my, I'm, my customs are closed until I, I think at the time I said until at least March and the person scoffed, turned around, got in their truck and left. No other words. Mm. You know, and, and that right there to me is, you know, just one of them deals that they just think because you, you know, you sold them one thing that you need to sell them another right then. And, and, right. and that doesn't, that never works for me. I, mm-hmm. Uh, I've never budged on that, and it's because you know I've got customers who put their their order in, you know, two to three months ago, and right. you know it's it's just one of those deals that you know people. I, I hate to say people like that are the reason why people quit, but you know, from some people that I've talked to, a lot of the reasons why they don't do leather work anymore is because they're like, well, customers are just rude. Yeah. <laughs> about right well and i think that it's definitely one of those crafts just because i don't feel like it's i mean we're kind of in our own little bubble of leather crafters but i don't think as far as the general public is concerned that leather craft is that common Mm -hmm. so i don't think a lot of people understand the time and energy and skill and money that it takes uh to to do any of this you know that's the the primary reason that i i always charge 50 percent up front on all my custom orders if you want to pay all of it god bless you but at least 50 percent because if i have to buy leather if i have to make a pattern if i have to do any of these things um you know i'm already out a considerable amount of time money and effort so i, I think that that the average person doesn't quite grasp necessarily what goes into leather craft. Well, you know, and that's something I've ran into is that, you know, people they'll, they'll show me a belt that they have, you know, and it'll, it'll be a basket weave. Well, it's embossed and they don't know the difference between embossed and hand tool. No. And, uh, you know, and, and somebody's like, you know, well, Hey, uh, you know, I picked this up for fifty dollars here, or where you know, wherever, uh, whether you know, like here in Oklahoma, or I think I, I think it's Texas. Isn't that where Nakona boots or Nakona yes. whatever? That yeah. So they'll you know they'll buy that Nakona brand, or they'll you know buy who or whatever else. But anyway, um, and I'm like, yeah, you're that that no that. That's not what I charge. <laughs> not even close to the same thing. No. Well, we've talked about that a lot too, is the 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 customers that you want are the ones that do know the difference. Mm-hmm. And I should hope that we as leather crafters have the opportunity to kind of do that education and outreach and really teach some of the differences. You know, I'd love to get involved. I did like 4-H and FFA when I was young. And we had the most spectacular 4-H extension agents. And I would love to do like some leather craft with some young folks through the 4-H extension. I think it would just be an absolute ball and just spread spread the craft a bit more too. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. John, what, uh, what do you have in the works for 2022? So... Right now, as far as the orders go, we've 
was just completely racked with belts and stuff. But um, uh, as far as like total grand scheme of things, what I'm hoping to get accomplished this year is get an idea as to what it's going to take to do this full time. Uh, so really, really pushing it, I guess, this year as far as orders go and yeah, not, you know, not rushing through anything, but, you know, not having any kind of lazy time, uh, you know, so definitely want to get the Etsy going. Uh, I want, I definitely want to have an inventory. It seems that that's what a lot of the leather crafters are moving to right now is getting on that Etsy or Shopify or whatever else it may be and having an inventory built. And I'd love to supply some stores, uh, you know, just, just kind of stuff like that is, is really what I've got going on right now. And um, teaching a few classes up there at Traditions would be uh, amazing. That's right. You said you may be teaching a class at Traditions upcoming. Yes, ma'am. Uh, so Casey and I, we were talking and, you know, as we as we talked earlier in the show is that uh, I, I draw and I, I draw a lot. So um, most of my if, if it's a full custom order, um, I actually draw the pattern straight to the leather. It doesn't go from pencil to uh, the uh, transfer paper to the leather. It's straight to the leather. So Tony had mentioned me. uh doing a drawing class for the guild, but KC had mentioned me actually doing a tooling class. So I've got to get a pattern built for all that stuff. And, and we were kind of talking around the late February range, but uh, with, with everything that's kind of going on right now, you know, classes being moved and um, stuff like that. Uh, we'll just kind of see how that, that, that little deal there pans out. But yes, it is a definitely near future situation well that'd be fantastic i i may have to make a trip for a drawing class now that i'm doing a little bit more of it (laughs) i'm i'm two and a half not two and a half i'm like an hour 45 from traditions now so it's a with a nine month old so it's a little bit of a (laughs) prior plan now you have a little one on the way this year too right well, um, sadly, we we do not. Um, oh, I'm so, so sorry. Oh no, that's 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 okay. Um, uh, there is definitely a, a peace in 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 a comfort, you know, and that's why I was saying earlier is we, uh, you know, we're we're Christians and um, we just know that Jesus is in complete and total control. So we uh, we're it doesn't hurt any less, absolutely, but absolutely uh, not, but. There's definitely a peace and a comfort in just knowing that he's in control. So, And when the time is right, all the blessings will be yours. Amen. That's right. Oh, well, I tell you what, and, and it, it, is, it is always best to, to look at it from the perspective of, of the other opportunities and the other doors that, that he's got open for you. And it sounds like you have got a, a big year of building out a leather business and uh and getting that figured out so yeah absolutely we uh we we've definitely got big plans for jna leather um 
it's it's something that you know since I started it it is just just taken off and I can't thank I can't thank God any any more than well I can but I, I've thanked him a whole bunch let me just tell you that <laughs> <laughs> so when you first started until now what is one thing that you never would have thought you would use doing leather work that you use often like sandpaper like when I first started I didn't know how how valuable sandpaper was going to be so something that I use um, a skiver okay man I didn't skive anything nothing <laughs> um, and I've got a buddy down in Texas who I've actually never met in person but I've been talking to him since pretty much I started leather and he <laughs> We were uh, on Facebook video the other day, and, and I'm showing him this wallet. And he's like, man, you've got to cut down on that amount of leather right there. He said, hey, what are you doing? And, uh, you know, so I, a skiver is something that, you know, I've, I have I never even thought I'd, you know, touch. I, I didn't even know what a skiver was. And, um you know, so I started using that. But then, you know, like you said, I, I agree 100% as far as the sanding. So my uh, burnishing process is is stupid. I use... Uh, <laughs> it's ignorant, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. So I start out with my belt sander, which is, I think, a 200 grit. And that's just to get everything flush. And so then I'll go... I'll. Uh, start the actual hand sanding and I use a sandpaper pad, which is a 220. And then I'll go up to a six, which I know is a pretty big jump, but it, it seems to work. And I'll sand that. And then I'll use a burnishing compound, which is just tokenol and uh, slick that down with my wood slicker, sand it again with uh, a thousand and then I'll go back Goodness. over with canvas. So the initial is wood slick. And then I'll go back over the whole thing with canvas. And then I'll sand it again using 12, burnish again, using 15 sand or yeah, sand with 1500, burnish with canvas. And then I'll jump up to 25 and then repeat that process, and then I've got my edges. It's it's ridiculous. Wow. So just out of curiosity, because I'm seeing this more and more, the, the super, super clean edges are definitely kind of the end thing. Um, and a lot of people have shared this, this sandpaper mountain kind of process. Just out of curiosity, if you're doing this on a belt, how much time because my my curiosity is is it worth the end product how much time do you think it takes you to complete this process on a belt so i would say that my burnishing uh as far as the 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 burnishing process goes on that is a quarter of the time that it takes me to do the whole thing so okay it's, it's probably about a two-hour process to to fully do the entire thing like I just described. It's it's and, and as far as is it worth it? Um 
I'm I'm happy with the outcome that I get. I think sometimes it's a little excessive because that customer 95% of the time doesn't even look at the edges. They don't they don't even look at it. They they don't they don't recognize that. What they're recognizing is either you know, like I know you said that you don't uh, really do a whole lot of tooling, so I'm sure that you're more of like uh, maybe purses or, or something like that. Um, you know, they look at the, the color scheme that you went with on that purse, or they look at how the inside is constructed. Right. Um, you know, when you get into the, like the belts and, you know, they, they, they don't they don't take a second look at that. But I know that if I sent it out like that, you know, just – I, in my opinion, kind of halfway done. Um, I'm like, I, I just don't feel right of it. It makes me want to give them a discount. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I think, and I think we've talked about this before on the show too. I think that the customer, whether they are conscious of it or not, I think they do notice those kinds of things. I really do. Um, because if you look and I, and I have, I've asked because this is something I personally am laboring over of just kind of how much of this finishing process do I feel is worth my time and my, you know, my hourly wage. And so um, I have looked at, you know, different things along, kind of done the same thing side by side of, well, I stopped at this part in the process, or I only did this, or I did everything. And I tell you what, it, it really does make a huge difference to, to really put the finishing touches on a project. Right. And you know, and that was something that I've, I've done before is, is like you were just describing right there is, you know, you'll do, you know, your full process on however you do it. And then you'll, you know, find another stopping point. And sometimes it looks the same. I mean, sometimes. Yeah, some corners you can cut. Yeah. And (laughs) I'm like, but then you go to do that same thing the next time, you know, that that corner that you cut and it doesn't look right. And it it, doesn't look right. Yeah. And, And so I'm like, I know that if I can get that consistent look every time, I'm going to do it that way every time until I can find a way to not do it. because, you know, I, I guess one of my goals is, is I want my customer to have, you know, and say, say whatever it is. So say it's a belt. Well, you know, my, my tool belts are, I wouldn't say super expensive, but they're not cheap either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that amount of money that they're paying, they're not just paying me for a tooled piece of leather. <coughs> They're paying me for my time. They're paying me for customer service. They're paying me um, to walk them through this every step of the way. And so, you know, I look at it like, well, I also want it to be, you know, beneficial to them. So I'm charging them two hours of burnishing time. Do I think that's fair? Sometimes no, because it's like, man, that's a. You know, <laughs> it's expensive just to burnish some edges, <laughs> but that's just part of that process. But when that belt is still alive to hand down to their grandchildren, they mm. will be happy that they paid for that burnishing process. <laughs> that is correct. Because I'm, I'm so wearing that- a belt right now that I first that I that I done uh, 
when I basically when I first started actually carving and I'm looking at the edges and, and, and it's pitiful. It, it's, it's just <laughs> yeah. Do not look back on your old work. It is never a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, John, well, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Where can absolutely. Find you? Do what? I said, where can people find you? So, um, my Facebook page is Jane A. Leatherworks. Uh, Instagram is also Jane A. Leatherworks. Uh, you can find them through the hashtag just J A Leatherworks, and my post will pop up there. Um, located here in Rush Springs, I do it out of home, so uh, there's no inventory or any kind of thing like that. But um, that's the social media platforms. Awesome. Did you have something, Melissa? No, I oh. do not. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. We really appreciate it. it was and awesome sharing talk. your processes. It yeah. was fantastic. I absolutely appreciate y'all. When, uh, when Dustin contacted me about coming on, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> all I could talk about all week long not not to sound like a little schoolgirl or anything but let me tell you what I <laughs> oh we love it man but I'm gonna be on a podcast <laughs> I don't know about Dustin but I look forward to the podcast every week it, we have a ton of fun on here oh yeah it's fun and like I like one of our old, older guests Caleb like he's always messaging me almost after every podcast asking me this or asking me that. So it, it, it's fun. I've enjoyed doing this podcast and I want to keep it going. So, Heck yeah. Well, Dustin, do you have a <laughs> painful dad joke for us this evening? Of course. Of course. All right. What do you call it when you mix alcohol and American literature? What? Tequila Mockingbird. Oh my Wrong. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one is cheesy. <laughs> That's so oh. John, thank you so much. You take care and we look forward to hearing from you in the near future with a thriving leather business. Mm-hmm. And, and Melissa, thank you very much. Uh, I, I absolutely appreciate it and this was a complete blessing for me and uh, hope to do it again. Yeah, we're definitely going to have you back. Well, thank you, guys. I will bid you adieu. Bye. 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 I said it once, say it again. How many times I told you. I know this stuff because I'm from the great state of Oklahoma.